0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.
1: Thanks for joining us for this edition of WIA National News, for we commencing January 15, 2012. Pre-Foundation listeners, new Foundation courses. We go looking for ET with SETI and news of Hamfests in VK4, as well as the Big Centre Victoria Hamfest in VK3. All these stories plus more coming up in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Graham, VK4BB.
0: This is the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. Not just what happens, but what matters. This is Mal, VK3, FDSL. I wish to advise that the National Office of the WIA will reopen at 10am Melbourne time on Monday 16th of January 2012. The Wales Institute of Australia extends to all radio amateurs very best wishes for the year ahead.
2: I'm Geoff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. Well, it's been great to listen to the discussion points in WIA national news given by ONO, VK6FLAB, who, as a broadcaster, is a radio old-timer, but, as an amateur, is new to our ranks. Ono's short stories demonstrate that every person brings something to this hobby other than the ticket to operate. The fact that someone starting their journey in amateur radio has such enthusiasm and wishes to share what he has found is a real shot in the arm for those of us who flounder in finding ways to get the message across. The life experience of a primary school student sitting for a foundation licence is something to be expanded, and the life experience of all is to be recognised as being as valid as our own personal opinions. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you?
0: VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. All roads lead
3: to the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at the Clinton Racecourse, an hour from Melbourne, Ballarat and Bendigo on Sunday the 12th of February. The major commercial traders will be there in the bustling traders' hall. Look for their specials and pick up a bargain or two in the second-hand market areas. Components, bits and pieces, connectors, cable, sealed lead-acid batteries or antennas. Want to make a sales table or car boot space booking? Then be quick and obtain an application form via the homepage of the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Make it something you don't miss. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest at the Clinton Racecourse on Sunday the 12th of February. I'm Bruce Lees and you're listening to VK1 WIA.
1: Thanks Bruce and also thanks to all the organisers of that ham fest down there, the Centre Victoria Ham Fest, for providing slight variations to the story that we can then bring you each and every week as a lead-up without it sounding dull and boring. Remember, when you have something happening... Send us the information, and if you'd like it run several times, send us a different slant on the story. OK, in VK2, one expo that isn't happening. Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's newsletter, Oxtails, advises that the Mid-North Coast Amateur Radio Group will not hold their radio expo in Coffs Harbour January this year. We move to VK4. And Neil, VK4NF from the Bunya Mountains and District AMCOM has been reminding Q News listeners in the local news of a big happening up in their region. Now this one, for visitors as well as locals, it happens Saturday the 4th of February. It's their big ham and wine ham fest in the McLagan Hall in downtown McLagan from 0900 to 1400 hours.
3: Table bookings are just $10 each and stallholders will be allowed in after 0700 hours to set up. Be there or be square, we'd love to see you there. The proceeds from the day will we put towards promoting amateur radio, IRLP, APRS and so on, and recruiting new amateurs to the great hobby. So put the date in your diaries, Saturday the 4th of February, doors open at 0900 hours. Remember, it is towards the west and not way out west, being about a 50-minute drive northwest of Toowoomba. News, talk, and
0: radio sport here with VK1WIA.
4: Operational news: I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column. Dateline 2012, January 1 to 31, VK Rossell Memorial VHF/UHF contest. January 14 and 15, VK Summer VHF/UHF Field Day. Special event stations, DX and beacon and NetAdvice advice. Prefix hunters will be interested to know that Croatia is marking the 20th anniversary of the allocation of the 9A prefix. Operators there are permitted to insert the figures 20 into their call signs. For example, 9A2AA will become 9A202AA, 9A1MM becomes 9A201MM, etc. These prefixes are available throughout 2012. PA-8A will be active as PJ-4B from the Isle of Bonaire. Listen after him until 22 January. His operation will be holiday-style on the high-frequency bands only. QSL direct only via PA-8A. VE-2XB will be active as J-79XB from Dominica for several weeks. His operation will be holiday-style on all bands from 10 to 160 metres, and possibly 6 metres if there are openings. QSL via VE2XB as listed on QRZ.com. The VP6T team have started the journey to French Polynesia with the first stop in Tahiti, which is IOTA OC-046, for three days. They will then take a small plane to Mangareva Island, OC-063. They plan to be active from Tahiti and, if time permits, also from Mangareva as TX-6T, QSL via G3TXF. Denmark has the presidency of the European Union until June 30, and the call sign 5P12EU will be activated during this period. QSL cards will be available, and there is an award scheme for working or hearing this call sign. For all details on QSLing, the award scheme, and logs, check out www.5P12EU. Dot dk. 2012 is the 75th anniversary of the ARRL's DXCC award the world's preeminent DXing award. To celebrate this important milestone the AWRL has gone back to the beginning the 1937 DXCC list the Diamond DXCC challenge will test DX's ability to contact all the 231 entities on the original DXCC list ARRL tried to find corresponding entities today that would represent the places listed in 1937, and they were mostly successful. There are a couple of places that were merged, like French and British New Hebrides, and the Papua and New Guinea territories. In those places, for 2012, if you work a YJ or a P29 on the main island of New Guinea, you will get credit for working two entities. Many other oddities are sprinkled throughout the list, too. French Equatorial Africa will be considered worked if you log a station in TL, TN, TR or TT in 2012. The Diamond EXCC country table show the current entity names and prefixes that qualify for the 1937 countries. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix,
0: VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia
1: from VK1 WIA, You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. and VK3, it can be heard on VK3 REC
0: Repeater on 147.175 MHz at 9.30am on Sunday morning. The broadcast is repeated on Wednesday evening at 8pm. I'm John, VK3 ARK. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Radio in your inbox.
3: VK1 WIA, now podcasting to the world. With Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio, I'm Jason, VK2LAW, hamcollege.com.au. In VK3 and interested in getting your amateur licence, the entry-level foundation licence continues to be the most popular way of getting into amateur radio. It's attracting those who've had some previous hobby radio communications interest, like CB, four-wheel drive, scanner listener, and others who are just attracted to ham radio for the first time. 2012 weekend foundation courses are March 24th and 25th, April 28th and 29th, July 21st and 22nd, September 22nd and 23rd, November 17th and 18th. VK4's Redcliffe Radio Club advised classes for foundation standard and advanced licences will commence in early March and the advanced licence course will run until September. Those interested, please check out the club's website best accessed when you go to the club listing on wia.org.au. And now to international news with thanks to Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. British villagers were left unable to use their showers, doorbells and even car key fobs for several days in the latest case of suspected wireless interference. Families in Kingsclare on the Hampshire-Berkshire border spent much of the festive season without heating after the failure of household systems which rely on digital technology. Ofcom, the UK regulator, claims often these problems can be caused by a video sender that transmits a television signal to other sets in the house. The heating systems failed and a neighbour experienced other difficulties. People living in Southampton had reported earlier that their remote car key fobs had stopped working. That problem was tracked down to a faulty video sender, which was leaking a frequency which interfered with the fobs. Residents in Windermere, Cumbria had similar problems in March which were eventually traced back to a wireless device used to take orders at a nearby restaurant. Can I have amateur radio for $800, Alex? Popular television game show Jeopardy, where contestants have to answer in the form of a question, had a question featuring amateur radio. Playing the category pastimes, the contestant encountered this answer worth $800. The FCC assigns call signs like N8DNR to use in this hobby. N8DNR is the call sign of Debbie Dorfman, the mother of Stephen Dorfman N6DIW, now Silent Key. Stephen was Jeopardy's longest serving and most prolific writer, with more than 50,000 clues to his credit. As part of the team of writers, he won six Daytime Emmy Awards for special class writing given for shows that do not fit into traditional categories. SETI is at it again, manning the Allen Telescope Array of 42 dishes northeast of San Francisco in search of life from outer space. Researchers were scanning the heavens for the presence of an intelligent alien civilization back in 2007, but last year ceased due to budget restraints. The Allen Telescope has begun using Kepler satellite data which includes the HUNT for Hunt for Planets. The Allen Array is scouring the 54 planet candidates Kepler and has detected what is described by astronomers as the first habitable zone to date. SETI and Ham Radio have had a long association with one another going back several decades. Amateur Radio Newsline's Heather Buttra Howell, KB3TZD, is here with the details.
5: S-E-T-I, or SETI, is an acronym that stands for the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. On Monday, December 5th, Jill Tarter, who is the director of the Center for SETI Research at the SETI Institute, announced that the group has begun reobserving the Kepler worlds using a ground-based radio telescope system. SETI's Allen Telescope Array, or ATA, is a set of 42 dish-type antennas located about 300 miles northeast of San Francisco, California. It began scanning the heavens for electromagnetic signals that could betray the presence of an intelligent alien civilization back in 2007. In January of 2011, the SETI team started training the Allen Array on the 54 planet candidates Kepler had detected, what it described by astronomers as the first habitable zone to date. Once funds became available, SETI researchers reactivated the Allen Telescope and have begun using Kepler's discoveries to guide its activities. The Kepler Space Telescope was placed on orbit in March 2009. Its mission is to hunt for Earth-sized planets in their parent star's habitable zone that would position such planets at just the right range of distances from their home star where liquid water and perhaps life as we know could exist. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Butera Howell, KB3TZD, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
6: Roger Ballister, G3KMA, Martin Atherton, G3ZAY, are recipients of the Yasmi Excellence Award for 2011. The award is for their dedicated work for the Islands on the Air programme. The YASMI Foundation is a not-for-profit corporation organised to conduct scientific and educational projects related to amateur radio, including DXing and the introduction and promotion of amateur radio in underdeveloped countries.
7: According to a note from the amateur radio on the International Space Team, rumors that the ISS was having direct contacts on the 40-meter band are false. The reason this is not possible is that there is no high-frequency radio gear on board the orbiting outpost. What is likely being heard is space station audio being retransmitted by an amateur radio station on the ground. Eris notes that WA3NAN, which is the club station at the Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, is among those that retransmit shuttle audio.
6: Using the new Opera data mode, Gary G4WGT successfully transmitted a signal to Joe via 1NA on 137.5 kHz, that's 3,500 km. Gary transmitted six full call signs in a two-hour period, which is a big time saving over modes like QRSS. The Opera mode was envisaged by Graham G0NBD and coded by Joe Ross EA5HVK as a way of providing data operations for stations who only had the CW capability.
0: The first student-built amateur radio CubeSat to be sponsored by the European Space Agency's education office have passed their final acceptance review and have been deemed space-worthy. The seven tiny birds have been declared ready for launch on board the maiden flight of the new ESA Vega launch vehicle. The university-built PicoSats, each weighing only one kilogram, have already been integrated with PolyPicoSat orbital deployer devices that will carry them during the launch. The single-unit CubeSats, whose development represented a unique hands-on learning experience for university students that were involved, were developed by teams from six different European countries. The launch window for this first Vega liftoff opens on January the 26th and ends the first week of February in 2012.
7: In honor of inventors Reginald Fessenden and Raymond Heising, a special operation is taking place on 472.5 MHz. Amateur Radio Newsline's Bruce Tennant, K6PZW, has the rest of the details. As early as 1900, Reginald Fessenden was experimenting with the direct
8: transmission of human speech. A bit later, during World War I, Raymond Heising was developing a method of constant current modulation that was one of the earliest forms of amplitude modulation. Brian Justin, WA1ZMS-4, is part of the ARRL's low-frequency WD2XSH experimental license. With the cooperation of Commercial Coastal CW Station WNE and the FCC's Office of Engineering Technology... Justin has received a special temporary authority with callsign WF9XIH, this to permit AM transmissions with a center carrier frequency at 472.5 kHz until March 1st. Reginald Fessenden is probably best remembered for his Christmas Eve 1906 transmission. It was comprised of him playing the violin, playing a recording, and him reading a Bible verse. Justin began his operation the week of December 18th of 2011 with a special recreation of that 1906 Christmas Eve transmission. This
0: transmission is being made in honor of Reginald Fessenden and his early voice transmissions made in 1906 and in honor of Raymond Heising and his method of constant current AM
8: modulation.
4: These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline are on the web at www.arnewsline.org. And I'm Bill Pasternak,
9: WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1 WIA.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service relayed via VK1 WIA. The Q News Workbench.
10: The Nuts and Volts report. Hi, I'm Robert. VK3DN. New amateur radio home construction list. Electronic home construction, that's the DIY type, is undergoing a boom at the moment with the maker and hacker group springing up everywhere. A new amateur radio builder list has started to cater for the growing interest in building simple projects. If you are currently a ham radio builder, or you're interested in becoming one, the ham radio builder mailing list has been created with you in mind. Diane Bruce, VA3DB, says of the list, a recent look at some old 73 magazines brought to mind the simple projects this magazine produced. So my thought was to do something similar, but meant for the web instead of dead trees. I'm not talking about a fully-fledged magazine, but a website where we do put up simple beginner-type articles with copies of photos and good instructions, we hope that it'll become like Maker Magazine, but for the radio amateur. And if you are an avid DIYer, Particularly if you're also going to be attending the Wyong Field Day to pick up some pre loved bits and pieces, have you thought about getting your ham radio licence? Well, Amateur Radio New South Wales will once again be providing exam assessments at the Central Coast Field Day at Wyong at the end of February. Then in March, the upgrade course for standard and advanced licences in VK2 commences on Monday evenings at the VK2 WIA Dural site and runs for several months. Details are to be found on the WIA website calendar of events. For full details, these can be found in the text edition of this news bulletin. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AMSAT draws your attention to a collection of interesting audio recordings. The Sounds from Space collection on www.dd1us.de is a collection which is also a section dedicated to recordings of amateur radio satellite signals. The idea is to give older radio amateurs the chance to listen to the signals of satellites which may have already gone and that they may have worked in the past. And for younger people interested in ham radio to get them more excited in satellite communication. In spite of the fact that the collection now gets close to 1,000 recordings, there are still many missing recordings from some amateur radio satellites. In order to certify the University of New South Wales BlueSat safe for launch, the satellite needs to undergo vibration and shock testing. BlueSat is a basic low-Earth orbiting experimental digital amateur radio satellite being designed and built solely by students over at the University of New South Wales. Their immediate aim is to accurately recreate the conditions that BlueSat will experience during launch. BlueSat members have designed an overseen manufacture of mock interfaces that simulate the real manner in which the satellite will be secured to DNEPR's spacehead space head module. The new interface will be used to test the vibrational performance of the BlueSat structure and, importantly, the integrity of the onboard electronics. Once in orbit, BlueSat will be a digital amateur radio satellite, which means that voice and data files can be uploaded to it, by any amateur radio operator in the world over which the satellite passes. Students from the University of New South Wales will continue to be the primary operators of the satellite while it's in orbit and continue the educational focus throughout the full satellite life cycle. A launch date is yet to be decided. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio Weiss and Victoria has completed another very successful training exercise in conjunction with the Vic Super Murray Marathon conducted over five days from the 26th to the 31st of December 2011. The Marathon is a 404km canoe race on the Murray River between Yarrawonga and Swan Hill on the New South Wales and Victorian borders. Weissen provided safety communications and logistical support during the progress of the event by establishing seven HF stations at checkpoints on the river amongst the Red Gums each day. The HF operations were conducted on the 80 and 40 metre bands as a controlled net managed by VK3AWI, while the remote stations used special call signs provided by the ACMA. There were 120 canoes that entered this year's event 25 amateurs attended the event and shared a great time as they camped together each night. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Robert, VK3DN, and you're listening to VK1 WIA National News. You're tuned to VK1
6: WIA News. This news broadcast can be heard on linked repeaters VK6 AUF Perth 438.525 and VK6 RMS Mount Salabac 147.250 Sundays. 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. I'm Trevor, VK6YJ. The Wireless Institute
0: of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands.
9: What use is an F-call? When I pass my foundation license test, I spend some months researching what equipment to buy, where to buy it from, and how to configure it after I bought it. In case you're wondering, I ended up with a Yaesu 857D with a Diamond SG7200 dual-band antenna and an sgc sg 237 antenna tuner for hf i'm not mentioning these things as a recommendation nor am i telling you about them because i think that's the best solution i'm telling you about them to indicate that i purchased all my gear straight from retailers and now use the resulting kit as my station last week i was at a club meeting where an amateur of many many years experience was holding a talk about vhf and uhf antennas that you can build in your kitchen with parts from your local hardware store. The excitement that this amateur had for making all manner of antennas was clearly evident and I came to realize that my path of buying all my gear, while successful in terms of making it on air, also left something behind. Experimentation. For months I've experimented with cables, connectors, batteries and locations. At a certain level I was experimenting making audio interfaces, battery leads, RF cables, etc. But this talk highlighted something for me personally that showed that until now, I've not scratched the surface of experimentation. My foundation license allows me to only use commercially produced transceivers, but it says nothing about anything connected to it. The talk showed that there is an infinite variety of antenna technology available and being produced and invented new each day. Some amateurs talk about a shed full of failed attempts and a little corner with some successes. After being introduced to the beginnings of making my own antenna, I'm hooked. I'm sure I'll be spending at least some of my amateur radio time building antennas and learning from the experience. Perhaps one day I'll inspire the next person to build their own antenna too. In the meantime, I'm looking forward to learning from the amateurs that went before me. I'm Ono VK6, Fox Lima Alpha Bravo. Well, believe
1: it or not, we have reached the end of WIA national news for this week. On the social scene, don't forget, in 2012, it's the 15th IARU Region 3 Conference, hosted by the VARC in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. January 23 to Feb 17, World Radio Conference, Geneva. February 4, in VK4, Bunya Mountains and District AMCOM Incorporated they hold their Ham and Wine Fest. February 12 in VK3 is the Centre Victoria Ham Fest to be held at Kyneton Racecourse. February 26, VK2, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. March 18 in VK7, the Circle, the Sewing Circle Nets meet the Voice Barbecue. This is held at Ross each year. That's on March 18. The WIA National Field Day. Our chance to promote amateur radio to the population of Australia happens April 14 through to 15. May 3 to 18. Primarily in VK5 is the YL International 2012 Australia. May 5 and 6 in VK4, the Radar and the Mark Clearview Gathering. May 25 to 27 in VK3 is the WIA Annual Conference at Mildura. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a sec. June 8 to 12, VK4 is Fanag on the Cassowary Coast. July 14 in VK4 is the Wide Bay Hamfest at the West Maribor Scout Hall. And November 12 in VK3 is SPARC's Hamfest. That's at Rosebud by the Bay. WIA Annual Conference in Mildura happens May 25, 26 and 27. Details for the WIA 2012 Annual Conference being held in Mildura are on the website wia.org.au. Host club is Sunraysia Radio Group, led by Gary Bryant, VK3KYF and Noel Ferguson, VK3FI and WIA members who register for the event will be able to participate in a range of fascinating and memorable activities. That happens May 25, 26 and 27.
10: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater networks across Tasmania and on HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. Hi, I'm Paul, VK7 Fox Papa Alpha Hotel.
0: In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in.
5: VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.